Hello, welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. I am really super excited today because I have on here this woman that I absolutely adore. I've spoken at some of her events in New York City, and now she is not only living here, but she's also has a home in South America and Colombia. And I am super excited to bring on Monica Aparicio. And I just wanted to give you a little background on Monica. She is a spiritual teacher, shamanic healer, and global mentor. She guides leaders and visionaries to heal at a profound soul level, reclaim their power, and evolve their purpose, passion, and prosperity. She's also the founder of the Earth Wisdom School of the Healing Arts, an advanced practitioner certification and coaching program. Monica Maria has coached alumni of the Institute of Intrition, excuse me, Integrative Nutrition with their health coaching businesses as well as clients around the world. Her business events for wellness and spiritual entrepreneurs have been featured inside the New York Times building, the Wix Lounge, District Cowork Primary, the Gansevoort Hotel, and in schools of the Department of Education of New York. Monica Maria has over 12 years of experience with ancestral medicine and 28 years of experience in the personal growth and development field. She is a certified master Reiki healer, biodynamic breathwork practitioner, holistic health coach, and infinite soul records reader, and holds a master of science in education and psychology. Thank you so much for joining us, Monica. Like, welcome. Oh, it's my honor, my pleasure, and my joy to be here with you. <laughs> Thank you. So I really wanted to dive into, it feels like you've been talking more and more. I know that when we met a couple years ago, I spoke at one of your events, the Sustainable Success in New York, and it was such an incredible container that you held, like this the space that you created of having all of these healers and coaches and professionals wanting to expand what they were doing. And I found it was extremely beneficial as a woman living in Vermont to go down to New York city and to be able to speak with such a wide range of intelligent people. But now you're going more into ancestral medicine and I adore it. And I want to like, I want to help, educate people on what ancestral medicine is. I personally haven't done it before, but I'm super curious. Mm-hmm. And, and why do you feel like ancestral medicine is so important? Oh my God. I feel like my brain is like, la, 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 la. there's so much to share. <laughs> share it all. Do it all. <laughs> well, I find that when we ourselves go through something really profound that, and there's a huge shift that of course we want to share, right? Like we want to, you know, share it to as many people like, Oh my God, you wouldn't believe what this has done for me because you want others to also experience like similar results, benefits. So that's, that's my personal reason. Um, You know, I can go into details. I've basically been able to, heal chronic asthma of 17 years mm. you know I, I mean I've died almost I've died I've almost died several times running to the ER and just to not have that anymore be a, a, an ailment is such a blessing and that's a direct cause from doing ancestral healing work and plant medicine 
um, and just a complete life transformation, lifestyle transformation. You know, I went from being basically homeless to having two homes and living in Colombia and living in New York. And again, these are my personal reasons. On a broader scale, why ancestral healing, why ancestral medicine? I feel that when we understand ancestral medicine and, and partake of the healing work, that we're actually connecting back to one, our own, um, our own ancestry, which helps us to really identify who are we, right? Mm -hmm. I think that there's a very, um, there's an epidemic of disconnection Mm. that we're experiencing on a global scale and it's evident in our systems right and on a personal level we know that we're disconnected when we're dissatisfied when we're not happy when we're stuck we we can be content but we know that there's another level that we want to hit and yet we're finding that we've plateaued and we're having a difficult time getting over into that next space so that's an indication of disconnection so i just find that so much can be like so i know that's what my brain is like where do i start <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm like everyone's disconnected like with, with with that definition of what is connection and what's disconnection right and and why the ancestral healing is so important and it's interesting you and i like found our both our way into Stephanie Sinclair's group with the fit frequency fix. And I saw you post, like she was asking about like, what makes up your frequency? Like, and you were like, ancestry, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, because it's important. So can you speak on that a little bit? Like the importance of how ancestry actually is playing a role, whether we're aware of it or not. Yeah. Well, so what's beautiful is that we're actually this work, which just a few years ago was really seen as like, you know, kind of weird, like, you know, when plant medicine just kind of started um, surfacing into mainstream. And when, when, when I speak of plant medicine, there's many different kinds of plants, um, particularly ayahuasca, right? Like different ceremonies and things and like, you know, Williamsburg, Brooklyn and yoga studios and people were, were running these ceremonies but it was still like, it, it was not something that was socially accepted. Mm. But what's beautiful is that now we're, this, is, this type of healing work is being supported by science um, and in particular epigenetics. So ep epigenetics is the study of not just the genes, but how genes have interacted with the environment and how that has created patterns of behavior. Um, down your ancestral lin your line back they've discovered scientists have discovered that it goes back 14 generations so something that your great 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 grandparents were experiencing going through affects you and that includes traumas that includes um yeah like so much it's not just about you know, your genes and their expression, like your, their physical expression, but the interaction with the environment. And so that's amazing to me because when we're thinking of, well, why am I stuck? I'm doing all of the inner work. I'm, I have all of the support. It could be something that is really much deeper. It's on an energetic, spiritual soul level, um, which is really what I'm helping my clients do is like getting to the heart of that. Like, where is the where's the stuckness 
um, so we can clear it and then be able to, to create something new. Well, and create <laughs> what we really actually want, right? Because yeah. oftentimes, like, we're only seeking this type of stuff out when we feel like my life's not quite what I'm looking for, right? Yeah, and we all have layers. I mean, for anybody that's listening to this, I'm sure, you know, they've been into personal growth and development. And you know that the more we, we go excavating, the more we actually find that there's layers and layers. And, and that's part of the, the journey of, of, of the human um, experience is that we're in the process of, of union, of reconnecting back to our essence and to the, the source of all that is, of all of, all of creation. You know, we become separated at birth. We're here to, we're making our way back there. Exactly. So what type of plant medicine, do you help people with plant medicine? I do. So I myself administer um, uh, rape. So rape, and some people, depending on what culture you're from, there's different pronunciation, hape. Um, I, for me, it's rape. It's spelled rape <laughs> with like an... an uh, an accent above the E. And what it is, is there's different preparations to this, but the foundation is tobacco. So tobacco mm -hmm. is a very, very wise plant medicine teacher. Um, there's a lot of wisdom that we can gain from it. This particular um, plant medicine is in powdered form, and it's also combined with other herbs. And it's administered through the nose with an applicator so that it actually is blown up your nose. It opens up your third eye on a physical level. It cleanses your sinuses. If you suffer from allergies, it clears that up. It clears headaches. Um, it also supports any issues with your hearing. And on a spiritual level, what it does is that it opens up your third eye and your crown chakra, which is how we connect to the divine and to all that is. Um, it gives you clarity, you know, especially if you're feeling fogginess over your goals, projects. Um, so I do lead one day retreats here in my home where I administer rape and we also use breath work and other facilitated soul work to support in, you know, clearing the vision and also what do you, what do we do with the information that comes in? Um, and then I am also leading retreats, all-inclusive shamanic healing retreats mm -hmm. with traditional authentic ceremonies um, with ayahuasca, what we refer to in Colombia as yahe. So it's very similar preparation. Um, ayahuasca is more of the, the female part, the grandmother part of the, of the it's a vine, and yahe is more of the masculine part of the vine. And so um, I myself don't administer that, but I do lead and facilitate bring groups over to uh, Armenia, Colombia to sit with my taita, my shaman there and support with healing. Nice. Yeah. That yeah. sounds incredible. And I, where was I? Yeah, go I on. Wanna, I want to add, um, so that's like, you know, we have tools, right? As healers, as yeah. coaches, as practitioners, as mentors, we have different tools. The plant medicine is one tool. Um, another really, really important tool that I work with, 
which I also consider ancestral healing is um, a process that I refer to as soul remembrance. Mm. And so this is really, uh, it's a type of regression that we, that I lead my clients in where they can connect back to what I believe is their own, they are, you are your own ancestor. Every version of you, right? Every younger version of you is your ancestor. So I help and guide them to connect back to wherever it was that they experienced something that is creating a recurring pattern now. Mm. And so helping them get to what I also refer to as the soul root reason to clear that. Nice. That's really important. And I, I love that you just said it the way that you did that like every ancestor of ours was a version of us. I just had this own awareness for myself, which was, I think that we've all gone through something traumatic in our life where we kind of felt like there was like a guardian angel in some space, right? Mm -hmm. And I had this realization this summer that it was me. It was a future version of me coming back to help my 23-year-old self, my 14-year-old self, like whatever age that was that was going through that trauma and it seemed unbearable and it seemed whatever. It was actually still me, but I was the one doing that, right? And so I think that it just really feels in line with that ancestry definition that you just did. It's exactly that. Soul remembrance is a process where I do guide you as your higher self to go back and to speak to that younger version of you so that we can um, change the, the pattern, the energetic pattern that is affecting you today. Right. And it's the story too, right? Yeah. Like we get caught in a story of what, so, how something happens. And when we can just shift that slightly to see the more empowering version of it. It's not that it didn't happen and it's not that it didn't affect us, but when we can, I, maybe I'm just speaking like, that's what I see, but I don't know if that's actually what you do, but. That's definitely part of it. For some people though, um, like I, I actually did a regression recently too. Uh, one was in vitro, in utero, not yeah. in vitro, in utero. <laughs> like the, my client was inside of his mother's womb. Sometimes we don't remember what the story is, but we have a body memory of it, right? Like what, what could have occurred happened before we had reasoning capacity, like the capacity to understand logically what's happening. Um, I also did one recently where it was shortly after her birth and she was in an incubator, Mm. you know? So again, it's more of like infant, um, you know, infant stages, things where we don't really understand, we don't know. And there, there actually isn't even words to express. It's just the feeling, the sensation. Right. Yeah. And that the body is still holding on to that if it wasn't processed the way it needed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to go back and process that, that's really powerful. That's incredible work. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your transformation. Like you were nearly homeless. Like I actually remember this. We knew each other at that time. Yeah. And now <laughs> I'm sorry. I was homeless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't squatting on the street, but I, I did not have a roof over my head for a year and a half. You um, were kind of couch surfing, weren't you? Well, okay. So I have a funny, um, 
reference to this, and I always say I've had the most luxurious homeless life. <laughs> I honestly, I think maybe I slept on a couch twice, three times. I was basically like given keys to entire homes. Um, I usually had my own room. I had like my own room at this, this gorgeous Soho loft with a jacuzzi. And I went when I travel. I traveled to Bali and I spent some time there because it was, you know, money goes a lot further in Bali yeah. than it does in New York City. And a woman that I literally just met gave me the keys to her home. <laughs> so um, it's amazing, you know, how things work out. Um, so what do you want to know? What can I tell you? <laughs> well, I just love, well, I'm actually now I'm even more intrigued because I didn't know that piece of the story. So, but it, to me, there's this, what comes up for me is that you were embodying this faith that everything was fine in a sense, even though you were technically homeless, yeah. you were still like deciding to have an incredible life right? And, yeah. I, and we're open to the miracles that abounded, clearly, if somebody's just giving you <laughs> amazing loft in New York City, right? Like without yeah. expecting anything. Like that's, that's incredible. So, oh, and now you've got two homes, right? Like one in New York as well as one in Columbia. And so I'm, I'm curious what you can share and about like how you moved through that progression. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think there were a couple of different defining moments and one of them that immediately is sticking out and I'm hearing right now is the moment that I remember I put everything in storage. Um, and this was before the worst of it all. Right. Um, but I remember that I was really light, you know, all I had, I I still had my cats were still alive at the moment I was living with a friend I had my clothes and I had my cats and that was all I had maybe a few crystals two books you know <laughs> like that's it and I had this feeling of lying lying in bed at night looking up at the ceiling and just feeling like wow I have so little with me and then I, I remember feeling wow I'm free mm. Like that feeling of like when you, you know, there's just this, this other side of the coin to loss is that you literally, you become empty, you know, like you, you become like a blank slate. So that was one, one defining moment. Um, another defining moment was when I had to go and even release more things like, you know, like pared down to a smaller, you know, space where I really kind of just like gave away, um, so a year, a year, about a year's time passed between that moment and the second moment. Um, and it, this was a little more drastic, or maybe a little more than a year, actually. This was a little more drastic because um, I had to leave from one day to the next because I found out that the space that I was at had black mold and I was basically dying, you know, <laughs> like I had to leave. Um, so I gave away pretty much, like I just gave everything away. I was like, I couldn't even, I couldn't hold having things, even if it was a way. Um, I think it was just the willingness to let go of what was unnecessary. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's the, you... it's the being able to detach. Yes. And it's, it's like, it's, it's actually easy. <laughs> like people, when people, when my friends are like, Hey, I need help to get rid of some stuff. They call me. Cause I'm like, just get rid of it. <laughs> just get rid of it. 
Um, it's easier to get rid of things that are material. It's harder to get rid of things that are, um, I'm going to say things that you identify with. Mm. Right. So there was like, this, I actually went through a stripping down process, you know, like I, I had to give away the identity of where I was living, like the neighborhood that I was living in. Um, I had to give away the identity of my possessions. I had to give away the identity of my health because I had black mold poisoning. I mean, I was like very incapacitated and that led me to have to give away the identity of, of my income. You know, like I was almost, I was pretty much almost hitting six figures after having left my full-time job. And I went down to basically poverty level. Like I was like making like maybe $20,000 that year. So it was like constant stripping away and stripping away. And I, and I also broke up with, you know, the person that I was living with, my, my, my boyfriend, my partner. So I had heartbreak. I had, was sick. I got, you know, and then because of all of that, it really affected my work. Like I, I didn't really, really know what it was doing what was i offering what i wasn't even at a place to hold that much space for other people so i think it was just the willingness to just keep releasing keep releasing keep letting go um and that stripping away kind of like allowed me to get to like the kernel like okay who are you <laughs> you know yeah mm. And I connect right now so much deeply because that's what allowed me, like the biggest tragedy of my life allowed me to really connect to my soul, like my essence, my power, you know, the fact that I wasn't alone, the fact that I actually had so much, um, but I wasn't really recognizing it. I wasn't really seeing it, you know, and, and I get emotional now because it was the greatest blessing. Right. It was the greatest blessing that could have ever happened to me. Um, so how did that? Ha so how did I get to go from homeless to two homes? Um, the second, one of the sec another defining moment was I was just like, okay, there's something I don't know, so I need help, <laughs> and I I basically decided I'm gonna I'm gonna proclaim help me, you know, like I remember getting on my knees and was like help me god i do not know what to do show me what to do and i'll do it again willingness right like i'm just willing to be guided i'm willing to be led um and then it was knowing that apart from like that spiritual support that spiritual help that i needed human support mm -hmm. i needed human guidance so i started looking for someone that would be my mentor um, and I found that person and yeah, it was the, the example of showing faith in action because faith cannot be shown in word. It must be shown in action. And so that's what I did. I took the little amount of money I had left to my name and invested. And, um, you know, two months later had my biggest experience, my biggest income month ever in my whole career. Um, and that's what started to help me build a new foundation and then choose, you know, I'm, I, I want to have a home here. I want to have a home new, in Colombia as well. Um, so my mom is there and I want to really connect with my soul family there and be able to be in that space. Well, and now to be able to take people to that space and to like, maybe they're not going to your home, but like to be able to take them to your home country and to be able to 
it, like what came up for me was we some of us are taken down that road because we're not listening to the little guidance that comes up before we get there and and maybe somebody listening to this is feeling like oh my god I really want to you know do this soul remembrance work with Monica Maria Aparicio (laughs) and if that's happening follow that guidance because you don't have to go down the road of feeling like, you know, my health is gone and my relationship is gone and now I don't have a home. And now, you know, like all of these different things, when we listen to the intuition and the guidance in the moment that it comes up, it just makes for an easier life, right? Like everything goes so quick, like so easily and so much more in flow. Yeah. And I, you know, what I have found is that we can be so good at making excuses for ourselves for why now we can't or why later will be better and the thing is is that when we get those impulses and those like callings right is that it's so important like it's coming to you now now is the time (laughs) like whatever again I'm just like listen I was homeless (laughs) I just took whatever I had I made it happen I made it work um but it is faith faith in action um anything is possible I love it Well, and it's, and I love that you're talking about action because it is, and it's inspired action. It's not just marking a box to mark a box. There's, there's intention and there's how do it, how to me is where is this action actually coming from? Is it coming from an ego space? Is it coming from, I want to do this because it's going to make me look X, Y, Z to so-and-so or am I doing this because my soul is really calling me to do this work? Um, or is it coming from a place of I feel broken and this is going to fix me and I don't need to do anything else but pay this money? And I call that out because I've lived in that space a lot in my life of like, I'm just going to pay this thing and then I don't have to do anything. Um, and that's not true either, right? So it is, but it's also really connecting in and taking the aligned action steps that feel that light us up. I think, I think we can feel where that's really coming from. Yeah. Like I remember the moment I had so much fear. I mean, I've had so many moments of fear, you know, just like the, the transition into moving into my own space. Cause I also hadn't lived alone for mm. almost a decade. Cause I had, you know, roommate of boyfriends and, and situations but you know when something is for you because it's visceral. Like you feel it in your body. You feel it in your gut. And the fear is interesting because sometimes the fear is like, that's how I know I have to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if I'm that afraid of something, I'm like, oh, I have to do that thing. Mm, okay. Okay. That's something to notice. Yeah. It's just, that's this energy <laughs> moving through your body. It is. It is. And often it's, it's, it's a subconscious program or pattern, right? That's like, you're going to die if you do this thing. And that's not actually true. Mm-hmm. Like, but we're, you know, I've, I've had in my own space, like moving forward with different things, 
you know, I had a vision yesterday that I fell down the stairs and broke my neck and died. And then I had a vision that I like got in a car accident and then I'm having some pain. So clearly I have cancer, you know, like, like all these crazy things. And, and, and at this stage of my awareness, I'm able to kind of laugh at it and go, you're funny. And you're like, I see you. You're trying to stop me right now. And I get it. And that's okay. You're, there's fear here. I acknowledge you. I appreciate you trying to keep me alive. And I know that I'm safe. I know I'm on the right track. You've actually just validated that for me, you know, like all of that. Um, and to me, it feels like you kind of did this. Like it's, it's kind of creating a relationship with fear, right? Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to put it. And knowing yourself, like getting really good at knowing yourself and I'm going to say challenging yourself, like challenging those old patterns, challenging the way that you've always done things, allowing yourself to do it in a different way, especially if you're wanting something really different, a totally different experience in your life requires a completely different approach and response. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so what's part of your daily practice to keep you connected to spirit and, you know, like, just looking for some tips and pointers for anybody who's like, oh my God, this sounds amazing, but I don't even know what the first step is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I have a friend that makes fun of me. She's like, did you finish your five-hour ritual? <laughs> um, I think it's really important. First of all, tip number one is start your day this way because it's not about being in, a, it's about intention. It's about the intention that we infuse into the day. And when you can begin your day with reverence, that you really start to not only does it feel special to you, but you also start to set, set that stage to receive more divine guidance into your life. You know, like maybe you'll notice a sign or think, you know, like something will twinkle at you or look brighter and it may grab your attention and it may, you know, that way you can basically allow more guidance. And so, Number one, first things first, I switch things up because I, I need to have variety. Um, I think having sacred spaces in your home is really important. Um, you know, like maybe set up an altar for yourself or even if it's just a shelf, like a space where you can light a candle, you know, turn on some incense or just sit there, maybe pull out a card and put it there so you could see it and it kind of you know, it's a way for you to just maybe bring that awareness into the day. Um, I do all kinds of things. <laughs> I don't know which, how many to give you, but um, quiet time to sit and breathe. Um, I call in the angel of the day because that's part of my, you know, my practice, my lineage. I like that. Um, I do some, you know, sound healing. I have a Tibetan singing bowl. I do some plant medicine in the, it's not all mornings. Some mornings I do that and moving you know, like connecting with your body, I find is really hard when, when you're a, a spiritual minded kind of person, you tend to forget you have a body. So basically have some kind of integrative approach where you're tending to your body, you're tending to your spirit and you're tending to your mind. And more importantly, that whatever you're doing, you feel really connected with the act and with yourself. I love that. I want to circle back to reverence, but, but before we do that, like intention is so important. Like I've noticed in myself 
there are days where I'm just going through my yoga practice to just get it done, right? Like it takes me X number of time, you know, all this time and I want to get it done before a certain time. And so it is so much better for me if I do it first thing in the morning, it sets the day. It's done. I don't have to worry about it. I've done it. I, I've done it from a space of, oh, I'm doing this because I devoted to doing this. This is my devotion. This is my, this is my gratitude. This is my appreciation to the divine. This is my appreciation to the divinity in me. This is like movement of, I'm so grateful for the movement of my body. I'm so grateful that I'm strong, you know, like the health, the vitality that I have. And it's such a different space than if I try to do my yoga at night before bed when I'm just like, God, I'm tired. And do I really have to do this whole thing? And, you know, like it, it just, so doing things in the morning is, and if we have to get up, and it can just be a 10 minute thing, right? Like it doesn't yeah. need to be <laughs> hours. I'm not going to talk about how long my practice is because this is my job, right? Like the, and and I think that, and, and for you, it's a vocation as well. And, and it's, um, but for anyone who's like still working a corporate job and feels called to this type of material, A, know that you're probably called for more. Like you're probably called into this type of lifestyle as well. And that's okay. And there is a shedding of the layers that happens. But I wanted to get back to, and there's nothing to be afraid of. I think I was really afraid to shift my identity um, because what were people going to think and what does that mean? And people are going to be angry and upset and sad and I'm going to get backlash and this and that and that. Right. But it's actually been the best thing that I've ever done on so many levels. And so I just share all of that because when fear is the only voice that we're hearing, it's a liar. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's yep. a liar. I'm not going to fall down the stairs and break my neck today. It's not going to happen. Like <laughs> it's a liar. So I honor it. Like I appreciate it showing up, but, but I wanted to get back to this reverence because I, I'm not sure that everyone really understands what that is. So can you go a little deeper into that? Yeah. You actually said it when, how I do something where I feel that I am devoted to myself where I'm creating devotion that's it we're not doing this because we are paying homage and we can't I mean we we do of course you know I pay homage to the fact that I I, I acknowledge that there is a greater there's so many words I could use energy source being I mean I use the word God you could use whatever word suits you um, but really, when you can create that self-devotion, you know, like the, wow, I do this because it makes me feel good. I do this because it centers me. I do this because then I can walk out of the house calmly and confident. I do this because I can be really present. I do this because it, I am a better person when I do this. That, and when we keep showing up and doing it and doing it and doing it, that's self-devotion. And that inner self-devotion is actually what connects us to the external, to whatever there is externally to devote, you know? Yes. Um, so that's reverence is 
life is a gift. Like the fact that we're here talking, that I can see you, that I have sight and, and that I can speak, you know, like that's a miracle. <laughs> you know, like, right. yes, <laughs> like we opened our eyes today. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> It's so silly. I think I mentioned it on Facebook last week or something, but like I was in my car the other day and it was raining so hard and I was like, I'm in a machine <laughs> that goes places and it protects me from the elements. And it's freaking like, I, I think there's a space that when we train ourselves to look for the miracles and it is a training and it is a, it is and the devotion, the, the morning, like rituals, ceremony, the, the practice that feels right for you, doing that helps build that miracle muscle. I mean, to me, it's a little bit of a muscle, right? Um, it is. And you know what's interesting is that our essence as a human is spiritual, we forget because we're in a body and we're having this external experience that's sensory, right? It's like sensory. Right. But our, the essence of who we are is spiritual. And that's where, every, that's where everything comes from. All the answers to all our problems, all the resources and the ways to create what we want and to shift in our lives is internal. And it's also eternal. It's limitless. It has no boundaries, no bounds. And so to be able to connect with that, it's like, oh my God, of course, like I'm, I opened my eyes. What a miracle, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And it really puts everything else into perspective. Like now you're able to say that horrible experience was like probably one of the biggest gifts of your life, right? Like, yeah, it didn't feel like that at the time. No. <laughs> I'm certain. <laughs> like, no, it did not. It's yeah. Not. But those, okay. yeah, go on. No, I'm just, you know, it just shows you what you're made of. It reminds you. It's reminded me. Yeah. Well, and I love that. I love that perspective of being able to say, like, look, I made it through that. If I can make it through that, I can make it through anything. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, all this stuff is child's play. And I think that that's, that's at least a space for me. And I, it feels, similar for you which is we take this life so seriously sometimes yeah and we think that that outcome was gonna define you in some way it was gonna uh, there's so much focus on the external in this world often because we are in a body and we're sensory and i love that description it's so true um but when we really like connect into our own divinity with the divinity that is outside of us and inside of us and all around us all the time, and that connects us to everyone, right? That we are connected to all living creatures. Uh, we, we realize like, this is just fun and games. We're just here to experience like what comes up and, and we get to like, just kind of, we're really creating our entire experience and we get to decide whether that's going to be something that we don't want or something that we do want. So I love the fact that you've had like both of these intense is the word that comes up like experiences of like, 
I've had the absolute worst that I never want to do again. And I've had the absolute best and I have two homes now and I feel amazing and I'm able to help people on a larger scale. And I love all of that. <laughs> it's so fun to talk about. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, and it's, I think it's important to share with people that when we think that the worst is happening, it is often the biggest gift of our lives if we allow it to be. And there is a space of detaching and just being like, all right, what's here for me? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you did that. It's called mastery. I mean, that's what we're here to do is just to master, to be, be the masters of our lives. Hmm. So what are you mastering now? Oh my God. <laughs> I am mastering intimate relationship. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how to be in it, how to navigate through it, how to cultivate it, how to have it. Mm. <laughs> That's my next level of mastery. <laughs> I love it. Uh -huh. I love it. Yeah. Because it feels like you've mastered the business. I mean, yes and no. I am. I am the. Um, I recently had a Vedic astrology session, and he was um, the guy that I did it with, who I, I loved. He said, "You are all about transformation. Your whole life is transformation. You will always be about transformation." I'm like, "Yeah, uh huh, that's me." <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know, I even though I have certainly landed in like I feel so at home, especially with the plant medicine retreats and also the, the earth wisdom school is is very special because it's such a culmination of everything that i've basically everything i've learned mm. um that i know i'm always open to innovation and we must be as entrepreneurs we must be innovating you know if we're not innovating i think i read an uh a quote about if you're not innovating you're doing your business the same way you're doing it five years ago don't be surprised if you go out of business um yeah i guess i've mastered i've mastered the the flow of ups and downs and and transition so tell me a little bit about the earth wisdom school because i'm actually not super familiar with this yeah so it's um enrollment is open it, the program doesn't begin until next year 2020 uh but it is it is a certification program. So for anyone that either wants to really take their own work to the next level or begin a brand new business and the work, what the curriculum is, is beginning to learn and pay attention to the natural occurring rhythms and cycles in nature, um, such as the seasons, the moon cycle. Um, how do we actually use those uh, that that wisdom, that earth wisdom in our personal lives. How do we create practices and rituals that support our well-being? Um, how do we heal ourselves with with following those rich those uh, rhythms? Um, how do we step into leadership? Mm. Uh, you know, how do we use invocation? Um, again, following the rhythms and the cycles, and then. How do we develop that into a brand new business? How do we um, incorporate it into an already existing business? So, so it's a healing, it's a self-healing uh, life coaching program as well as a business coaching program because then how do we then take that information to be able to then share this out? Um, so it's a certification program that, that teaches you both and it's virtual, it's six months long and it starts next year. Nice. That sounds really powerful. Yeah. 
and super aligned. Like, I mean, this is perfect based on all of your breadth of experience and life lessons and, you know, education and all the events that you've done in the past. And I love it. I love it completely. How incredible. And I just know that it's going to be really powerful for the people who are brave enough to step into that. Right. Like I'm very excited to teach it. I love to teach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Are you still doing live events in New York? I am. I am. I have a new event called Soul Level Success uh, happening in mid-December, either the 14th or the 15th of solidifying the space. And it's similar to sustainable success where I am. This is for the, the conscious business community, soulful entrepreneur community. Um, there will be group healings. There will be breakout classrooms. There will be information on how to run a business in an integrative way with consciousness and there will be a lot of how do we take care of you how do we create that success from the inside out right Mm -hmm. because what I have found in this journey is that the more I have come back to myself and to healing and becoming whole the more successful I am because I'm, I'm a very steady strong container to hold it and to grow from that space so so that's the next event that's coming up and then I have um, other intimate events like the one day shamanic uh, retreat at my home um, with rape and other things that will pop up here and there. I kind of wait to be inspired. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love all of that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with me, Monica Maria. <laughs> I'm like so blessed to know you, to be friends with you, to be colleagues with you, to be doing this work in the world with you to really help more people be able to heal, transform, and to know what the resources are out there, right? Like that's what you're doing with your events. That's what, you know, I'm doing with this podcast. Like it's just so important that, yeah, we just all lift each other up and celebrate. Yeah. Thank you, Celeste. It's been, it's been an honor and a pleasure also to watch your own transitioning shifting growing expansion and it's so so generous of you to really create the space and the platform so that we can share um what we're up to what we're doing uh, and i definitely am just very grateful for the friendship the connection and just being able to share the wisdom thank you Oh, well, we're going to drop all the links to Monica Aparicio. Actually, do you want to like send out like your website really quickly? And then we'll make sure to have it all in the comments. So it's Monica dash, right? The middle dash Maria.com. You can find the info about events, all sorts of things. I'll send you um, a link so that people can receive some uh, gift, like a download. Oh, great. Tell me about that. What's the download? Yeah, it's called Tapping into the Infinite. um, And it's a guided breath uh, visualization meditation. So it's an audio. You can do it over and over. And it comes with a strategy sheet um, because, you know, I'm Virgo. And I also like to write things down and plan. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so generous. Thank you so much for the free gift. I'm sure lots of people are going to be inspired to, uh, you know, be able to do that and it's going to serve them so much. So thank you. I appreciate that. So welcome. I love it.
virtual hug. <laughs> We're hugging everyone who's watching. <laughs> watching or listening, I should say. <laughs> Both yeah. formats, but thank you so much, Monica Maria. And to all of you listeners, thank you so much for watching, sharing, you know, if this has touched you, if you have a friend who you feel like, oh my God, they really need that work, please share it. Share it with the people that you adore and know could benefit from all of this. And we are sending you so much love. We held the intention that everyone who is touched by this podcast, either you listening or the people that are around you are blessed and feel our love and devotion and know that we are here for you to do whatever work you're called to do in the world. So, and to be able to live your damn best life, like why not? Right. So own two homes. It's amazing. (laughs) So thank you so much. This is Celeste Hartwell with Divine Feminine Leaders. And thank you, Monica. Thank you. Bye.